Spikes had quite a day. Uh, Melissa was out with her Mustang and it broke down. Yeah, she's, uh, Melissa's been doing all the, we moved back in a week and a half ago. Right. And then you and had when a heart I say attack. moved back in. Yeah. Well, I had a heart attack uh, before a month ago now. It's been Has a it month. Has it been a month? A yeah. June, to, or, uh, June 27th. Wow. I feel like it was last week. That's because I won't shut up about it. <laughs> No, but, I guess but other than that. well, it's still on my mind, and no, I, I hear you. I, I think I, about I you that. often, and I, I guess that I didn't know that much time has passed. How are you feeling? Yeah, I feel good. You know, right. um, it's funny. My uh, my medications have started to level off. My body's become acclimated to the low blood pressure meds and the low cholesterol meds and the statins and whatever else I'm on the the right. platelet, uh, you know, stickers or. And I feel good that I don't have as many ups and downs as I did, but I still right. have to build cardio strength. I still have to get yes. to, and I'm started that I swam yesterday a little bit, some, some easy laps in the pool. Yes, I swam, I swam, <laughs> I swam. I swam. So What's that song? I swam so far away. Yeah. Who is that? Um, uh, that was Flock of Seagulls. Flock of Seagulls. Flock of Seagulls. I ran. Yeah. Yes. Yep. 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 Um, anyway, so Melissa's been doing the the bulk of the unpacking the two hundred and forty plus boxes that they brought back from our from our house. Being that heart attack and then, was a fake. You just faked yeah. that, so you wouldn't have to open the boxes. Yeah, you know it's and God love her. I mean, I'm doing everything I can, and she's trying not to ask me to do more. And but there's just so much to do. Okay. Anyway, long story short, she's been working her brains out, and it was a beautiful sunny day again in Seattle. Summer. It's it's this week of summer that we get every year. And she wanted to get her Mustang out of the garage, her 65 Mustang that she's had for 25 years now. Right. Um, and it hadn't been run since last summer. Uh-oh. And it always sits over the winter because she won't take it out in the wintertime. We have a car like that too, and it always yeah. needs repair. Well, you know, we, we just had the engine rebuilt and everything gone through last spring. I mean, when every nut tightened up, every, I mean, the, the, the suspension yeah. was redone. The, we did it all yeah, in the, the brand new tires. She gets a car out and, um, and it's running rough and we figure it's the gas that's in there is kind of starting to turn. So yeah. we went and put some really good gas in it and she's running up the road and not too fast, not too far. It's still in the neighborhood, little windy side roads. And the engine, I think the engine blew. I'm not sure what happened. Oh, man. Big black, big black puff of smoke come rolling out of the oh. hood. And, I mean, how big. And she's sitting on the side of the road. I'm, I'm right behind her because the engine had been giving her troubles and I was following her, you know. So you got a tow and, truck. Well, we called a tow truck. We, luckily, we have AAA we have for 26 years. Fantastic. And, uh, but uh, we had some, we had workers come in the house. They were bringing back our drapes and blinds and they were putting those back up today. With a 16-year-old daughter, I thought those were paramount and getting back in the house was getting drapes and blinds in her windows. Um Anyway, Melissa had to be here, so I waited for the truck. Was that a peeping Tom reference, hours. or is that it just, was? Yeah, yeah and I like our neighbor. I'm sure he's a decent guy, but he works from home and he's an IT guy. So who knows what he's into? Yeah, it's better to yeah. have the blinds. There's anyway, no reason. I, I just to got home. Yeah, 
Yeah, I got home like five minutes ago, so. Oh, wow. I appreciate you guys uh, holding off on oh, the Well, the actually, I, I had wanted to do it at this hour because uh, it's been so hot here, like almost 100 a couple of days. Today was uh, better. It was like a high 80s that I like to do the, you know, the outdoor stuff, picking the blueberries. I like to do that, you know, after dinner and uh and before you know just at sunset so it was it was handy to me to do it later tonight but ah, i'm so sorry you had to go through all that stuff um, yeah you know bud um it, it, i was talking to the tow truck driver on the way back sure you guys became fast yeah. friends i'm sure we did you yeah. know and it's funny because yo what you do know, you think with tow truck driver could spike do that <laughs> you know he, he could but i think better would be crisis counselor because anybody that comes in <laughs> yeah. with any problem Spike can say hey that's nothing you yeah. know let that's me nothing listen my, to this yeah my, <laughs> my, my, and, my one-legged dog we call him lucky yeah, yeah, it's a, that would not be bad. I actually did have a job opening for Spike, but I really don't think it's this one's for you. But it is a legit opportunity. Did you first off? Did you look into the one we did the other night? The you know I I, I haven't had a chance department. to yet. To be honest with you, I haven't had a chance to yet. I've been trying to catch up around the house here, and um, and I got a big story to tell you guys too. That's uh -huh. kept me from other things. I mean, I know we're dealing into the, my backstories here, but I was I was saying to the tow truck driver on the way home. That you know, he's like, "Well, it's a really bad break." I'm like, "Well, you know, I I help you tow push this, but I just had a heart attack." What? Just had a heart attack? Yeah, yeah. Because we we're out of the house because the house the house fire. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yes, yes. And I said to the guy, the you know, so long and knock wood, man. But as long as we dodge the the COVID, I don't care what the Lord throws at us. Nah, that's nice. You know, I got to. I really got to tell you, yeah. man. My uncle back, in, my uncle down in Arizona is back in the hospital with COVID. Mm. Um, and he's in his 80s. He got through it quickly. They they treated him quickly. Um, apparently, some there's some wonder drug that the president kept singing about, but nobody listened. No, I'm kidding. He didn't get any of that. Shit. He yeah. didn't get none of that. Okay. Um, anyway, he he had gotten out of the hospital and was doing physical um, therapy for his lungs. Right. And his lung collapsed. Oh. Um, yeah. And so he's back in the hospital now. But the good news is my aunt, who is his you know, 60 some year bride and mm. constant caregiver. She tested negative yesterday. Good. Good. So that's, that's a race. Yeah, you got, a, you got plenty going on and you, yeah. you know, and you're not alone. This is America. And there's like, there's probably a couple million households dealing with coronavirus crises. And, um, I, I got a call from my, one of my brothers today and you know, they have cut back, by 20% all the people in his department. I'm not going to say which brother or tell the, the intimate details. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, you know, it, it, the stock market thinks this thing is all over. And um, I, I'm here to tell you it's not over. Yeah, ain't over but the shouting. No. Although there's a lot I do, of shouting coming. I do have some good news. Because oh, good. Save a ton of money in your car insurance by switching to Geico? No. Um, okay. No, and I did have an accident, and the adjuster is coming out tomorrow. But compared to you, I don't even think it's worth mentioning. <laughs> no, I'm I, glad I'm here to help. Yeah, the good news <laughs> is that um, the phase three trials on the coronavirus vaccines, several of them underway, they look more than promising. I mean, and the fact that we're in phase three trials by the 1st of August is amazing we still don't think there'll be a vaccine to distribute this year um but i but i think early next year uh, at the latest spring i'm gonna make a prediction 
the vaccine's going to wipe it out, like almost instantly. And life will will all be left going, okay, that was a crazy year. And then how much will get back to normal and how much won't? That's an interesting question. I don't know how that comes out. Because so many companies have figured out they can do with less. They need less business office space. You know, more people can work from home. And so many companies have figured out that they didn't survive, like restaurants. You know, will movie theaters matter? People have gotten much more used to, you know, watching a home theater. And will, uh, and, and this is really interesting to me, will anybody go shopping again at a mall? Or will all the malls have to be converted into something else? Senior centers. I'm telling you, that's the future. Yeah. Buy a mall for on pennies on the dollar, make every store a condo, and have they already got their own walking trails. Yeah. I, and it, you just, well, yeah. you rip the roof off the mall and it becomes an open air mall. I mean, the, the, that already in California and places is, and obviously in a, in a climate like Vermont or Washington, not as good. But even here, like the uh, Renton Landing, the Kent, uh, all the malls they've built lately are all more like little parks with stores. You know, you're walking right. store to store, but you're doing it out in the open air. So you think those have a better chance of surviving? Because I think I, anything open air yeah. and with the with the theaters, the problem is and, and yes, at least in our area, they can reopen at 25 percent. Eventually, they're not there. But what are you going to watch? Nobody's made a movie in a long time. Well, I mean, the, the whole film industry is shut down. Pretty so much. We're, well, we're going to be sandbagging a whole bunch of releases. They've sandbagged a whole bunch of releases. Yeah, they'll year. have movies. I, 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 but but. I'm not asking whether these stores will be allowed to open. I'm asking, will anybody go? I mean, I got in the habit of cooking and not going to restaurants. I, I dug it. I cooked two steaks today on the grill myself. You hear me acting <laughs> I, as if I yeah. should. I hear you. You just invented fire. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I made a chef salad. Kelly was blown away. Yeah. She's like, this is really good. It took me 10 minutes. I chopped some lettuce, chopped sure. some meat, chopped some cheese, and I was done. In the last nice. two weeks, I have learned where the spice drawer is in our house. <laughs> we have one. And it has nice. all these little things that have spices in them. And I learned yeah. how to go on YouTube and say... How what do I make this? breakfast yeah. potatoes? Yeah. yeah. They said, well, you need some of this. You need some garlic powder. You need this. You need Italian what? seasoning. And I'm, I'm pulling yeah. all it out. And, and but because I've been home, retired, and I've been watching secondhand, I get secondhand smoke from Rachel Ray, I, I, I know not to bother measuring that crap. You just toss a little in until it looks right. <laughs> yeah it's, well I, it, it, it's, it's by feel and by taste a lot of absolutely it. well that's funny because you're as you evolve to that i have to devolve away from that because um because i i can't be a tester taster anymore you know when i cook i taste the cold time that's i mean i do by pinch and i do by by taste as you mm. move through a, making a meal but i constantly am putting stuff in my mouth and it's it's one thing for me to um kind of revamp how i will use food eat to live um but i can't just be constantly tasting everything so i'm gonna have to get away from i have to cook smarter cook oh, with oils well and yeah i mean look if you're sauteing vegetables and you taste a vegetable it's not nearly as bad as if you're making sure the gravy is right with 18 spoonfuls i mean 
Yeah. Are you are you on any kind of um, food plan? As I swallow a piece of, of, of a jicama. Is it pizza? Oh, eat. it's jicama. Yeah. No, no. Jicama's good jicama for Jicama's a veggie, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I have been making the mental um, adjustments that I can no longer... I mean, I was raised on milk. I'm a dairy freak. I, lo- I love the taste of ice cold milk. Mm. I, I mean, I, it, to me, it's like bourbon for John well, Wayne. Well, it's like tits. <laughs> it is going home. Yes, <laughs> it, it is. is. Yeah. Um, but I, but I can't I can't do that I can't do that anymore. You can't I've, have milk you know, at all. Well, I can, but I I mean I'm t- I used to go through two gallons of milk a week in the house. Well, here you can, dark, you just can have. Party. I consider myself a bit of a nutrition expert because I spend an hour in a nutrition class. Today, <laughs> he's a nuclear. So. He's a researcher at Chernobyl. He considers <laughs> well, himself a nuclear fallout radiation. Well, I, no, I've met two well, I nice ladies. The leading front runner for Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I hate to say it, and, and my health issues are pale in comparison to yours, uh, Spike, but I am officially diabetic, and I've been in denial about that a long time. Dude. Uh, so I am embracing it now, and, I'm, and I've realized, uh, based on two meetings I had this week, because I was warned, and this goes back to when we were working together in the early, you know, like uh, the last run at KJR, that my blood sugars were so high, the guy basically told me then I was a diabetic. And I said, no way. And I went in, and thanks to, you know, 30 And, and what was your and, evidence and, that you weren't? Like, my arm didn't fall off yet? <laughs> well, I just, I was like, you know, I because I, there's always a box, are you diabetic yeah. or whatever. But that's and like I a climate said, change no. denier. And oh, yeah. We talked about this the other day. That's like, just, that's like you're a science denier. Yeah. I, I'm but total Joe did science. drop a ton. He yeah. dropped a ton. Well, of and, and, and that's see what I'm realizing uh, because I did literally just in the last two days. I can tell you a lot about nutrition because back then, my doctor told <laughs> the way, me. They, uh, I really get this stuff. All the scientists have told me. They are amazed how well I get it. Sorry. That, well, I get it now. It took me yeah. a few years because what happened was my old doctor, I came back after doing 30-10 and losing like 60 pounds, and he's like, holy cow, I've never seen this. Your blood work is perfect. You right. are a, right. you're a specimen. Uh, never mind about that diabetes business. So, right. so right. I was of the impression that, you know, it went away. Uh, yeah. and, and it did, but it didn't go away. It just was in check. Right. And then as you, I put you pulled back, back from on, the brink. Yeah, yeah. Then you, and, yeah then you as drove I back to the hip. Yep. So I just now have, you know, once again, and, and I even switched doctors because in November, yeah, you I fire went, that and, doctor. Absolutely. I fired him because he told me, he goes, oh, you better be careful. You're heading back to, you know, being diabetic. And I but the problem was he never explained it good to me or anything. Yeah. He just told me it was really it's a bad shame. News. There isn't some sort of thing on your smart computer device where you could type in type two diabetes and learn about it yourself. Yeah, you probably could, but yeah. that really wasn't my interest because I really didn't feel like I had that much, uh, you know, that much uh, reason to because I didn't feel like I was diabetic until right. I met this nice lady yesterday who was also diabetic and has been counseling for 30 years. And she says, you know, she she's looking at my little questionnaire, you know, what what are your goals and mine is to make it go away. And she looked me in the eye and said, sorry it will never go away you are a diabetic you got to deal with that fact and you will be for the rest of your life this is not something that's curable 
He says, but it is something very manageable. And her dad lived into his mid-90s. Very, He was diagnosed at 60 and lived in 95. But uh, he was not only a diabetic and followed the rules, but he took a gallon of hydro, hydroxychloroquine every other day. Just <laughs> no, no. Well, oh you God. can, and there's a lot of medication. I'm taking metformin, which is a, a medication that will tell my liver not to uh, to uh, make you know stuff uh, because my food's going to take care of yeah. it. Sure. Does yeah, it sing insulin. to your liver in three part harmony like Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young? <laughs> well, I don't know. It, whatever it takes. And, and like I said, I'm very wow. new into this stuff. But as far as the eating part goes, Spike, it's it's real simple. Uh, and you can have milk and dairy. You, it's a, you get yourself a dinner plate, and we all know this. Half of it needs to be vegetables. I mean, you need a big old pile of lettuce or vegetables or whatever. And then you need a hunk of protein. And then you can have, uh, you know, a complex carb starch kind of thing. One like French fry. No, well, you don't need any of that. You got to get rid of. You don't Fries even want now. Yeah. Sweet sweet potato fry, you can do. Mm. Potatoes, pastries, a lot of the things I love. By the way, uh, yeah. you know, white flour, you. all that. You just got to x that Oof. stuff out. White bread, but yep. whole grain bread, you can have a slice of that. This yeah. isn't one of them. You know, you've got to like go for no carbs kind of business, but. Uh, but if you want some, yeah. if you want to share some uh, diet, uh, I wouldn't call it diet. I will call it uh, uh, eating adjustment tips. I'm, I'm uh, going to be going pretty hardcore on that yeah. for the next. So uh, count, you and I, you and count I both your calories, have guys. You've yeah. done it before, yeah. right? Yeah, but Joe and I both have. We have lifetime commitments now. I mean, it's it's not an incident anymore. It's a life now. Right. You're diabetic. Right. I've got a heart condition. So, and it's you know. never been fear of. Uh, of my bad health that has kept that is I've had success with my it's always been when somebody's paying me I mean when when Precor is giving me free gear I was working I always work hard for people that pay me and when 3010 was was giving us stuff I was working hard to get healthy and now I have a whole new so let's do this um, before I release the Patreon money to you um, let's give you uh, <laughs> a goal 10 bucks per pound you lose no, I see. I'm not. That's that's not what I'm about now. I mean, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't if there, if a, if an endorsement deal comes up. I'm not particularly interested in any diets. But yeah. if somebody wanted to, well, I'm endorsing do, uh, you. What? So so you're giving. So what are you? What are you saying? What I'm saying and is. And by the way, yeah. I, we haven't had a great track record with betting on weight in the past. <laughs> I don't know if you remember any of our past issues. Uh, I don't know if the track record has, can be blamed. We, we, we all threw in a grand that one time. Or just simply the fact that no one sticks to it. Well, no, I, I threw it. I remember we all threw in a grand. I made the weight. In fact, it was your friend, our friend, who wasn't on the show that decided we'd let him in on the bat. And that's when it went south, I think. But uh, but we almost lost some friends. And, and uh, it's so go far well. water under the bridge. Yeah. Yes, yeah. but I'm or, just or saying when, under you, the bridge. when, when yeah. you start That's incentivizing me yeah. with money to lose weight, it's just <laughs> it hasn't gone great yeah, in yeah, the yeah. past. You're so. right. And by the way, I have no interest in monitoring you. I'm just I will pray for you, support you, encourage you. Uh, but, you, you know, you, you got to do it for yourself. Right. And talking about it is it does help in that sense yeah. that it's kind of like, I guess, being an alcoholic or something. And, and you don't have to be public about it but you have to come to terms with yourself it's like yeah. yes I, I am a diabetic okay i'm not just a guy who 
you know, is a, a little bit maybe could be I am. So you yeah. got to just kind of take it from there. Well, if you uh, if you lose the the pounds, then the need for the medicine tends to go away. Yes, and that's yeah. the that's the hope, and it's not a hundred percent etched in stone. But now, I, every six weeks, I will be going in and, oh. and getting getting checked out, and uh, you know, uh, uh, right, so you're going to be on a on a stronger program. You're not just going once a year. No, I'll be going every six no. weeks. And, and should I call this doctor away. and warn that you may fire them if they're too harsh with you with the truth? <laughs> well, he'll yeah. cut, he'll cut you like a rug, man. Yeah, pick pick your doctor. I got a nutritionist. I got a diabetes counselor. I got a general oh. practitioner. And that's why I'm asking wow. Spike, what kind of help are you getting? Because you should be getting all this stuff. You should be having somebody spelling out very clearly what you can eat and what you can't eat, and having and having you come back for regular visits because it's pretty mission critical at this point yeah i've got I, well i've got a uh, cardio rehab um commitment uh, weekly at the university of washington medical center and what the one of their attributes is a, a dietitian who helps you make sure that we, that you know what your body's needs and doesn't need and that kind of thing so and have you visited them yeah i just got my first visit last week yeah yeah so okay, so you're so you're going to get yeah. a good program going too. You know yeah. what oh, yeah. to do. All yeah. right, you guys, yeah. stay healthy for a little bit. Yeah, that's what I plan on. I, I when she said my dad lived to ninety five, it's like loser. I mean, I I want to exceed <laughs> that, but I love yeah. it. You know, it's like yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm not going to let diabetes slow me down on that. So I definitely have uh, make some. Some adjustments. The good news is you get to eat a lot. In fact, part of the problem sometimes is if you don't eat, it becomes a real problem. Uh, so uh, you kind of need to be putting something in your mouth every five hours, and that mm. sets pretty well with me. So uh, nice. I think I'll be just fine on that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, this just in, I can't believe how many drugs have just been seized in Seattle. And uh, it looks like a lot of fentanyl. Um, Joe, you said it, it's like enough to kill everybody in the town. Yes, there's an, uh, there were two, and I'm not talking big. I'm talking huge drug busts in our area over the last couple days. And one was enough fentanyl to kill 700,000 people, not to hmm. get them high, to kill them. I mean, it's wow. a... Uh, that and that was just one thing they had. They also had many pounds of heroin. Right. I'm uh, reading about all of this. The the fentanyl was fourteen to twenty three million dollars worth of fentanyl, and the Snohomish Regional Drug Task Force made this record setting drug seizure. Uh, where did they find it? In a Linwood home. It was the largest amount ever seized in Snohomish County. 1,400 grams of fentanyl powder, Jesus. 800 grams of heroin, and equipment that was needed to manufacture and sell vast amounts of opioids. In other words, were they like making their own Oxycontin? What they do is they take fentanyl because it's apparently uber cheap and, and yes. I believe comes from China. So say you want a, a hit of Oxycontin or, or some of that. 
Well, well, they will make a counterfeit Oxycontin, and oh. it, you won't have any of what you're looking for, but we'll have fentanyl, so it will it will get you, you know. It'll do the uh, job, if it but doesn't, it maybe it'll kill do you. the job or, or kill you. Yeah. And unfortunately, we had high school students uh, overdosing last year when we were still in school. Uh, poor kid at Ballard overdosed and died, and there were at least three that I can think of off the top of my head. Wow. And uh, this is bad. I mean, this is uh, uh, and while that bust was going on down in uh, uh, the south south end, down in uh, Federal Way or wherever it was, um, uh, they got a, a hundred pounds of meth, ten pounds of heroin, and a bunch of other stuff. So we had two just massive busts, yeah. and we have had, and I mentioned this earlier. We have had people shooting each other every single night yeah, around yeah. here. That ha and happens with drugs. You know, I, I'm, I'm watching the transformation of the United States into Colombia. It's really fascinating. Uh, this South Sound drug trafficking, by the way, alleged, alleged ties to a Mexican cartel is what the paper says. Uh, actually, this is Cairo 7 uh, television website. Mexican cartels funneling meth to Washington State during pandemic. Wow. In the middle of the pandemic and a recession, drug cartels are doing a booming business. Well, that's because cops don't want to walk up to a car these days. They don't, they don't pull people over. I mean, literally, they, routine traffic stops have come to become non-existent. That's interesting. So it's safe. Why, why, why would a cop want to walk up and give you a speeding ticket yeah. and risk coming in yeah. contact with somebody who might kill him? Uh, the police say there are regional distribution cells, high level managers. Hey, there's not, a job. I know it's illegal. <laughs> there goes my we job as a police. You. Uh, and you do need something that will allow you to take care of your family in the style they've become comfortable with. This could be even better. Because well. <laughs> apparently there's some openings now because a whole bunch of them are in jail. Jesus, well, and crazy. I have my my suspicions. Number one, that even though these are huge busts, there's probably obviously a lot more around where that came from. And I don't know if this is out out of bounds to say, or if there's I don't have any basis in fact, but I suspect that this kind of stuff is not just criminals. Um, fentanyl is manufactured in China. Um, it's it's no the Chinese secret. virus, as I believe. Well, yeah. I don't know if it's China. I would actually look. I would look towards Russia, and I don't know if it's it's them themselves. But what I'm asking here is, when drugs are coming in in these incredible amounts uh, flooding in, and I haven't seen this since the 80s when uh, cocaine I remember flooded that. in. 80s, yeah. And that's, yeah, because... My nostrils be just flared up, as you mentioned it. Well, that's because of the whole Iran-Contra thing, and, and uh, I mean, all of a sudden, our government was, frankly, a little bit involved in flooding the streets with coke, because right. they were, you know, and I'm wondering now, and I don't suspect our own government, but I'm wondering... If just like uh, uh, messing with our Facebook and putting out misinformation about the coronavirus and trying to throw our elections, if there is somebody flooding America with these deadly drugs uh, and and making it, you know, uh, trying to get our kids and even yeah. our adults. But remember, on this stuff. I, I guess that's somewhat important. Um but remember, you could flood America with celery, and that wouldn't make us all physically fit and, and vegetarians. 
you know. Th- no, no, but I think I think Joe's on to something. America's on its heels globally. Well, America's on its. It's heels, a nice man. narrative, but isn't it more important to educate people about the dangers of these drugs? Because at least when this <laughs> was happening so well. with us, the focus wasn't on who to blame. At least maybe it was, but I didn't pay attention to that. The focus was on how this can mess with your health. Well, yeah, well, and the but, focus but, the focus was scaring you straight and yeah. daring you not yeah. to do it. The focus was a war. It was, and frankly, as kids, we were like, "You're gonna dare me not to do something? I'm a kid. I'm gonna jump off that bridge if you dare me not to." <laughs> I mean, it was, you know, I I'm not convinced that we did a great job on drug education in the and, past. No, but I'm just not say super no con- wasn't the answer. Absolutely no, yeah. and I'm not super convinced we're doing a great job now. But as an educator, I sure do my best to you know to try to to let the the kids know. But this yeah. fentanyl business, and I consider myself pretty knowledgeable on drugs. But now there are. There's 30 drugs out there I've never even heard of, much less seen oh. or used, you know, in in uh, in this world. Run there, a few there. by me. Well, every design, every time, like uh, even getting back to uh, MDA, which came along in, in Molly, our yeah, time, yeah. and then became MDMA. Now it's become Molly, but there's a, there's uh, 30 different versions of that. They will tweak that right. every time one becomes illegal. They will make another one to, and it's legal until they, you know, get around to making that illegal. Yeah. Kids, I'm um, I'm starting to realize are they have way more of a drug problem than we ever had because there's so many drugs laying around that just by taking the wrong little pill could kill you. Now, in uh, the 60s and 70s, you had LSD, which definitely you could kill you by thinking yeah. you could fly, but it's not really going to, like, shut your system down in an opioid sort sure, of we way. Didn't have, well, we still had overdoses on heroin. But you had to be a rock star to pay for that stuff. So exactly, yeah. a rock star or, or a, a junkie who just got yeah. bad stuff or something. It's not like yeah. it is now. It took it out, uh, you know, um, uh, Janis Joplin. It took out, well, it took out Kurt Cobain. Um, was I believe that was heroin related? Well, so, I believe it was a shotgun, but the heroin was didn't high probably, on heroin. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. sure yeah. that point that got him in the he, I can fly or Joe, I can eat this. He didn't eat a healthy meal, uh, work out, and then walk into a gun shop and say, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> I it's understand. not how it goes. Yeah. yeah, so there's plenty of people. And now also the the uh, uh, the drugs are, are so powerful and everything that, you yeah. know, it's just uh, and so cheap from what I understand and, and easy to get. I had a former student who is now in college and uh, one of her friends dropped out of college. And I said, what happened? And she said, well... Uh, he went on Craigslist and found out uh, where to buy meth up on Capitol Hill, and he needed stu- to study. Yeah, and so he went, uh, bought meth from a stranger on Craigslist, and, and right. it helped him study, and then he started buying more, and he became a meth addict. And that's yeah. just, I mean, it is, especially in Seattle, since we have uh, marijuana is legal and everything, I believe that it has become a, you know, a real... Uh, uh, a, a bad version of Amsterdam we got going around here right now. Hmm. Used to like Amsterdam, as I recall. I love Amsterdam. That's why I said a bad version. Oh. <laughs> and Amsterdam yeah. was great. So what are we missing? I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> How do we fix it, Joe? I just we, want to hear universal health care. That's what we yeah. need. What do you That's need? That's what we're missing. We're missing is universal health care. And a legal zone that does, and keeping drugs from being an yeah. underground black market thing. 
It's something that people accept as a part of some people's lives. Yeah. Universal health care is really hard to get to from where we are uh, because we have a corrupt system already that's endorsed by both parties. There is no actual champion for universal health care. There are people that say they're for it. But, um, you know, you cannot um, you can health care is one sixth of our economy. So if you kill one sixth of our economy to save money, you know, in other words, if you and, and they're used to well, they're used to things <laughs> costing a certain amount. You, you, you can't just it's like the alien in that Sigourney Weaver movie. Well, well they would I, go, well, if, I'd like to take the alien out of the body, but it would kill the body. <laughs> Well, we, just because we spend one sixth of our economy on healthcare doesn't mean healthcare can't be more affordable. How? I How mean, would you do it? it? Well, uh, you would make it a, a not. You, you have to kill the for-profit health industry. Yeah, we're the only country in the in the <clears throat> so, civilized world that has a for-profit health. You tell industry. me how America kills something that makes profit and pays taxes, and give me an example of us killing something that makes profit and how that actually how, how that actually happens. Because you're right, if, I, I'm not if, disagreeing with you. If if you can find a way, and there is a way, I mean, you just have to have a will, and there's no political will because one of the strongest lobbies in politics is the medical lobby, right? And the, the lobby, pharmaceutical conservatives lobby. and um, and and, liberals, and yeah. liberals, yeah. And those people have no interest in voting against, and they kind of the own the government. Their actually, campaigns. They, yeah. they don't just lobby the government; they kind of own the government. So, if you can find a way to have a nonprofit, a not for a not for profit health industry, the money Americans spend on healthcare, they will spend in other places. So yeah, it's not but, like a, but, but it's you not just like said that. Like, the economy is, you just said that in one sentence. How does that actually happen? I don't see any way for that to happen. You'd have to pass a law that would make a government uh, Medicare for all. You'd have there, to pass Medicare a law that the, would put one sixth of our economy on life support. If no, I could use that analogy, no, it wouldn't. There's, there's, there, there are, there is a percentage of people that when it's one sixth of the economy, it's not going to one sixth of Americans. It's going to one percent of Americans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, all right. That's there, I'm, 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 I'm going to get all you know wonky yeah, yeah, on you yeah, or, or look, look, cliche well, no, on you. But dude, I know people true. who are doctors and nurses and physicians assistants, and there's there's all these people in these jobs. I had right. to I had a telemedicine appointment last month, and uh, it was 30 minutes on the phone. That was a useless 30 minutes, and the uh, the charge for the call was 500 bucks. Now, if that goes away, those people are out of work. You see what I'm saying? Now, and of that 500, the insurance probably disallowed 200, so it became 300, and then uh, it, it, it's a racket. Was, I agree. Yeah, it's a total yeah, racket, it, yeah. Well, and, and it's a shame that, like, when I am diagnosed with diabetes, the first question is not how are we going to treat you? The first question is, let's see what your who's insurance your will insurance? cover. Yeah, who's yeah, let's, let's, yeah. let's yeah. see. Uh, there's a lot of diabetes drugs you can take. Let's Oops. see which one your insurance will jive with. Yeah. And, oh, Matt Foreman, that's the cheap one, and we'll start there. And So, Spike, I don't disagree with anything that you say, except that uh, we don't have a plan for removing a parasite, and, and, that, and the health industry is a parasite on our right. health. Well, I think once you take industries like the pharmaceutical industry and the insurance industry and stop making those publicly traded and um, stock investor owned. Stop making those publicly traded. So you're suggesting the government seize private businesses and seize all their assets and tell them we're now a socialist country. 
The word is nationalized. Nope. Seize is a mean yes. word. Nationalize yes. is a terrible is. word, yeah. but right. it is what yes. it is. And, yeah. and, and and that could happen in that has happened in other countries at different points in their evolution. Uh, and by the way, a lot of people complain about it. My my friend Ben in Canada, he's like, well, you have the greatest health care in America, and it sucks here in Canada. You know how long we have to wait to get an appointment for something? And so not everybody's happy about that. I mean, the problem exists all over humanity because health care is for profit for human beings kind of everywhere, even the ones that are mm. you know government controlled. They're still kind of for profit. And, you know, they just the bribes just go to different government people instead of different insurance and pharmaceutical people. But it's a, you know, when you have someone's by the, you know, what's and their life is on the line, they will pay you whatever they have to pay. Or they'll go broke, go bankrupt, lose their home. Yeah. To stay healthy and stay alive. Absolutely. So I, I, mm. I wish I could offer you something different, but I don't see a huge, uh, I don't see a huge, first of all, I don't see either side has ever done anything about it when they have the chance. Well, actually, that's not true. Oh, give me an example. Uh, the Affordable Care Act. ACCA. ACCA was Romney Care adapted for, by Obama because they right. thought it could make it uh, bipartisan, but every bit about it was fought about and it ended up making the insurance companies richer. And did your bills go down? Not at all. But you, and, and you want to know why? Because people who were lobbied by the healthcare industry and insurance industries, they didn't they didn't work to serve the betterment of the citizenry. They worked to protect their their backers. They worked work to protect their lobbyists. Society. They worked to make money. Well, yeah, but government's, well, government's not supposed to work to make themselves money. Okay. Well, right now, if there's ever a time to blow it up, it's now. It's the same yeah. with education and everything else because healthcare right now oh. is on the ropes. Yeah, they're they're absolutely. losing yeah. money like crazy. I mean, they're they're laying people off. They're uh, you know the hospitals yeah. are suffering well, because they're having to treat a bunch of people with COVID that may or may not have money. But you've got to get them in there. Right. You've got to treat them. And, and all plus, the elective people like surgeries. me don't want to go to the doctors. Right, yeah, they, they all the elective stuff is 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 going out the door. So they're I put off my physical for seven months. No, I wouldn't did did mine, and and Kelly was even saying, well, "You sure? You know, can't they do that remotely or whatever?" Yeah. But uh, I'm kind of of the mind. Uh, I'm a little bit of you did know. You, you got to keep living here. You uh, can't just you don't want to make stupid decisions, but you still got to yeah. you get your mask on and go out and and do what you got to do. I hate to make the usual guy prostate joke, but. When they can do that remote, that's yeah. an attachment for my computer. Yeah. I was happy uh, on yeah. my last. Put the thing on your seat and sit on it. That's a well, USB last, plug in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my last physical. The guy said he goes now. You know, I'm going to. Uh, uh, he says uh, I'm going to. Uh, uh, you know, mostly ask you questions here. He says I will listen to your heart. He said, but I'm not going to. I see. He says I noticed you had your prostate last year and uh, not going to do not that gonna again. Be, yeah. I'm not going to look on your ears and up your nose. He says that's just not going to do either one of us much good as far as uh, lowering <laughs> right. our risk. And so nobody's going to sleep well after. Which, by the way, only, ticks my wife off because she. Went went for her skin check and and you know and she has some sun damage and stuff they keep an eye on and she so she was like they didn't even barely look at me and she was like you know that doesn't seem and i agree it doesn't seem right yeah but at the same time you don't want to be they don't want to be touching a bunch of people and i was fine with you know we can wait a year on the prostate i think it's probably good i mean it's you know it's a uh, i felt like i was getting a little bit of a pass I'm on telling you one. robotics is going to solve all of this 
Yeah. You're not kidding. They're, the robots are going to be doing, and I think we talked about this in like podcast number yeah. two, but it's going to be doing so many jobs. And I think prostate exam is perfect for a robot. Any I mean, job that's dangerous and germ related and humans don't want to do, you know, robot Rui. What's a, what's a good name for the robot? What's the robot in. Uh, uh, the Jetsons. What's her name? The one the vacuum. Oh, Rosie. 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 Rosie the, Rosie the robot. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. 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 Yeah, she'd be perfect for prostate with a name like Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're going to be doing a lot: driving our cars, do being our doctors, being our landscapers, being our traffic cops. Uh, and I look forward to that. By the yeah. way, it's a, when, uh, uh, speaking of cars, uh, none of us has an electric car yet, right? No. No. I don't. Have you thought about it? Yes, I've thought for sure that I've bought my last gas-powered uh, car. I, I don't, I don't expect yeah. I will ever buy another combustion engine vehicle unless it's for collecting purposes or for fun. I, I think from here on out, uh, it'll be electric, uh, and I think that's going to be They're for most cheap. people. Did you yeah. see the deal on the Chevy? It's called the Bolt now, right? The one that's no, all. No, it's a Volt. The Volt. No, the Volt was a hybrid, wasn't it? I don't know. I'm, yeah, the I've, Volt. The Volt had a little gas engine and electric. I'm pretty sure because a friend Volt of mine a, okay. just got it. Let me tell you the deal he got. It was kind of like a Corona. Yeah, it's Chevy Bolt EV, the 2020 Chevy Bolt. Um, let me put it to you this way: this thing is so affordable that you know why would you why would you not drive it? It goes 200. Uh, what is it? Two hundred something miles, so about two hundred miles. Okay, N- not as much as a Tesla, which can go up to three hundred and ten miles. But isn't two hundred miles enough for just about everybody? Depending on where what you're going to find at the end of that two hundred miles. I mean, as long as long as there's significant charging stations or sufficient charging stations, which is what's nice in our neighborhood, electric car gets you a front right. row parking spot just about everywhere because that's where the charging is. But oh. yeah, for for a typical commuter, two hundred miles is even, awesome. Even a long distance. I'm actually I just got the the data here. Chevy increased it in 2020. Now it goes 259 miles. Nobody commutes that much every day. That is close to, uh, I get about 350 on a tank of gas on most yeah. cars I've owned. So uh, the only thing is, say, you're taking the family to Wally World or whatever. I mean, what? Right. where do you, right. where so do you gas up? Have you, you looked know? into where, this? You, you click on um, uh, an online GPS map, and they're scattered everywhere. Or these uh, charging yeah. stations. Yeah, but how long does it take? three minutes. Yeah. Right. You can't, you can't pump up the, the juice. Well, <laughs> I mean, and that shows right. I mean, it's it's that's the thing, Bob. It's when yeah. when the when the so if you the environmental Tesla, practicality meets the convenience, yeah. then you'll have a winner. If you have a Tesla, which costs more money, of course, the well, Tesla, even they're getting reasonable. I mean, you can get a Tesla for what thirty between thirty and forty. That's about what you're going to pay on a for a decent, you know, a, a nice upscale Acura yeah. kind of car. Anyway, so so uh, let's see, t- supercharging a Tesla. Uh, most supercharger stalls reserved for Tesla. So you have to, ha- I guess you have to have a Tesla. How long does it take? 2% to 100%. I believe it's 30 minutes. 2% to 100% state of charge. This is a video of somebody doing it. I'm looking at how long did it take? 
uh, I, I, I think it was like, oh, it's one hour. Okay. So in the, you could stop and have lunch near a charging station and then keep driving and you could go all the way across the country. Yeah, and there will be, and this won't be, and I'm not talking in the far future. I'm talking by the end of the 2020s or whatever it is we're right. in now, there's going to be more charging stations than gas stations along I-5. I'm pretty darn certain of that. It's a, uh, Once you see this switch over coming, it's going to come reasonably fast. Well, that's kind uh, of exciting. So there's some good news on the horizon. Um, you know, there will be a bunch of people that... Uh, you know, overdose. There will be a bunch of uh, businesses that go out of business. Everything will come from Jeff Bezos. But your electric car, you'll be able to drive everywhere for almost nothing. Which is, I mean, that's nirvana if you've been putting gas in your car forever. And yeah. the phase three coronavirus uh, trials are now looking stellar. And the news last week that SARS-1 survivors had immunity to SARS-2, the COVID-19, and that was 17-year immunity. So we're starting to look like this whole craziness we're in could end, and the Jetsons era begins. And as sad as it is, so much innovation is happening uh, due to this terrible setback we're facing. Yep. That's what spurs on the Jetsons era. Yes. Is how we're learning how to do things so much more efficiently and remotely that, uh, uh, you know, the world will be, uh, I don't want to say a better place, but the world the world will carry on. And I am I am optimistic that mm -hmm. we're, we're going to use this time to to think of better ways to teach our students, better ways to maintain our properties, better ways to, you know, take care of our health. It's and so optimistic. I think it feels we, wonderful. We've had, yeah. Well, yeah. we've had a lot of time to work on this stuff. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, a, it's a, of course, I've spent a lot of that time sitting in front of the TV worrying about the news. But when you get, to, when you get beyond that and turn it off and start putting your mind towards something, uh, we've got more time and passion than ever. Yeah. All right. We're here at 45 minutes. Let's, let's uh, skip over to uh, some of the listener feedback well, and some hold of the on other before, before yeah. we do that. Yeah. I, I, I mentioned that I have something to talk about, and I got to I, I got to say it now because I can't talk about it next week. Okay, what is it? I won't be here next week. What's up? <laughs> um, I'll be driving across America next week. Oh, oh, yeah. gotta go get your That's daughter. What I said, yeah. I kind of alluded a while back to the fact that my daughter was uh, had moving out from New York. Time. Yeah. Done her time in New York City. She's all done. She's uh, She had a great eight-year run in New York, Ryan right. did. She did very well. She became an independent young woman. She found out who she was. She gained self-confidence. She gained skills. Um, and she really became, you know, who she is. She's not a kid anymore. Uh, and her and her guy of two years made not the decision. Not fiancé yet. Were, not yet, but he's a good kid. We've met him. We like him. He's, he's, got, a, solid he's got a shot if he doesn't mess yeah, it up. he's got a shot. Yeah. Um, well, he almost messed it up this week. Anyway. What happened? Yeah, like um, why did that? Why you, who's recovering from a heart attack, has to drive across the country? I'm kind of, I'm a little well confused. I know, about me, that. me too. Well, yeah. well, the beginning of that is I'm getting on an airplane, and I'm going to strap on an N95 mask and hold my breath for four and a half hours. So Again, why across yeah, the wait a country? Minute. I thought you just said she was an adult, <laughs> and now you're treating her like a toddler. Why? Why are you well, having anything well, to do with this? 
way, way to pass judgment without knowing any of the details. Bob. You've known me things, for a long time. What did you expect? Some things you can count yeah. on. Um, so here's the deal. No, I care about um, you. It's no, not I, passing I know, judgment. And I, and well, I, I appreciate yeah. that. I appreciate both you guys. Yeah. Your, your concern is is sure. registered quickly. You're a science me, denier again because yeah. you're going to get a, not, you're going to travel on an airplane with well, your heart here's, condition. Here, here's the drill. Yeah. So the kids decided that they had done their run in New York. Um, coronavirus helped make that uh, a decision for them because since Ryan lost her gig in March as a bartender. Right. There, there's um, no bars. Yeah, there's yeah. no, uh, even when bars partially open, no one's going to have money to spend. She's not going to be able to support herself yes. in New York. Um, oh, she had four roommates and I've been telling you for a long time, she's lived pretty much rent free in New York because she's managed this space. She has a lease on this, this loft, you know, warehouse space in the, in Brooklyn mm-hmm. when COVID hit. All four of her roommates lost their jobs. They all moved home with their folks. And she and her guy, Eddie, were Yeah, yeah. So they the can't afford to stay in New York. This has nothing to do with why you have to drive out there. I'm getting there. Okay. Um, Eddie's got a, a health situation that he's been trying to get figured out and locked down. After he's four hours, a, you're supposed to call a doctor. They give you a shot. They take shut care of it. That's my daughter. My daughter. My daughter. <laughs> that, um, that ship has left the barn. But go ahead. Um, or they put you in a, in a room for 30 days, and when they let you out, you're all better. Yeah. <laughs> There's one of those <laughs> things. He, uh, I, got, we don't need to know his health thing if you don't want to no, tell well, us. Here, here's the deal. He's, he's, he's got elective surgery he's been putting off, but he wanted to take care of it before he left New York. They both have insurance through the, the, the health care exchange in New York. Right, and it's and it's something he's got to take care of. He he made arrangements to get this thing taken care of before they left New York. They went in last week to perform this procedure. Mm-hmm. It's not life threatening, but it's not nothing. Um, they found something they didn't like in his, you know, when he went in there to get this work done. Mm-hmm. They need to do a biopsy. They need to get that. They need to get that improved by insurance. Get the work done. Find the results, and then schedule the procedure again. Long story short, Eddie can't leave New York for about six weeks. Wow. At, 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 at the, under the best time frame. So why so is she gonna, leaving without him? Because they've given up their lease. They won't have a place to stay. Where's he going to he, stay? He's going to go back and stay with his mom on Long Island. Why doesn't his mom take care of your daughter too? I, Ryan doesn't want to go live in Eddie's with, with a with a bunk bed. There's a Springsteen Ryan, song here, isn't there, Joe? <laughs> yeah, there really is. Eddie went back to mom's house and the squeaking went all night long. All right. Um, so, so long story short, um, he was going to drive with her across the country, right, and then fly back to New York to take care of his procedure. And that, but when he does that, that's fourteen days of quarantine, and then he'd have to fly back again to Seattle and blah 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 blah. So blah, blah, blah. easier to kill you. <laughs> easier for me to hop on an airplane uh, for a couple hundred bucks, a one way ticket to, to New York. Yeah, uh, I have several friends with- who are doing this, by the way, breaking the airplane rule. Yeah, well, and it's not a broken rule. I mean, the airlines are flying. They, you know, there are. I mean, I hear you. My mom, believe me, it's not. It's, you mean it's you mean publicly traded companies are doing business without <laughs> and promising you it's safe. Wow. Um, I am going to be as 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 careful as I as I can sure. and should be. You're taking a risk now. You are taking. Yeah, a risk. I, 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 of course I am. But if you it know, bites I, you, you're going to be just like that preacher who said, uh, "I'm having my mask. Well, Screw the coronavirus. Jesus well, I, is I'm my not, vaccine." No, I'm not. I'm not the Louis Gomert of of parenting here. Yeah. Is that clown just picked up Corona because he wouldn't do anything so, smart? So does she have a ton of stuff? Is you need to bring back, or is it? Uh, is well, it they, like they've a, they bought a car. To drive across the country. Why can't she drive it a bit at a time? Alone? Yeah. 
I don't want see that. I don't want my daughter driving across country. Your daughter handled New York and Manhattan. How about mm. finding somebody that needs to get to Seattle and vet them a little bit? And yeah. you know, there's always ride share. Get them, people. get them tested. Fourteen day quarantine with them, and the, you know, it's it's guys. It's not the ultimate. It's not the best plan. I know, huh? But I think it might be the best cho- best choices we have given the circumstances we're facing. I guess. I I mean, look, everybody. I, I, and I I flip you some crap, but everybody has to make their decisions. Uh, I said this. Several months ago, by the way, when we were trying to figure out where our leadership was going to come from coronavirus, and I said, and it has turned out to be more true than I wish it was, every man for himself. There is nobody out there protecting you. And the women, too, by the way. Every human for him or herself. Absolutely. So whatever you decide, you decide. I, I mean, my son wants us to get on a plane and come out there. I'm not doing it. Um, well, I, I don't want my daughter driving cross country by herself. Yeah, but I've also broken I mean, rules. I, I wouldn't want I yeah. wouldn't want any woman driving cross country. I mean, maybe I'm a misogynist dinosaur of a guy. Well, but I think the lot can go wrong when you're I, alone I, I, in the middle I of just, nowhere in a car. I, I agree, although I'm fairly certain. Oh, how do I say this without sounding like a complete? She's a bigger man than I am. <laughs> I don't think have to if, say it. I, I know think it. If the two of you run into some crap. She's going to be the one. She's going to be one pulling goes all Chuck on Norris on whoever's yeah, giving you she's shit. She's going to go Brooklyn yeah. on somebody, and I'm yeah. going to try to negotiate my yeah. way out of it. In other words, I don't think you're keeping her safe at all. I think well, you're uh, loving her and being a good guy. Uh, well, and it, with with, yeah. with plenty of stops, solo travel is not a problem. At yeah. least, I mean, I love a good long drive too, myself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but you got to say, I'm going to drive eight hours. I'm going. I mean, it would take her longer. There's no question yeah. about it. Yeah. But yeah. but I think safety wise, I think it's plenty safe. Why don't you minimize it a little? Why don't you have her drive to like Chicago or something and meet you there, and you could split it up that way? Boy, across the country is that's tough driving, dude. That well, is, it's what it's, it's going to be is about it's going to be about four days of driving. Mm. It's going to be if yeah, you it go is, crazy because it's more than no, you well, think. No, no, it's, we it's, pee a lot more than we think. Whatever the <laughs> GPS tells you, the drive is well, going to take just double. It. I, and that's the danger, Ryan. boy. Yeah. Rust rest areas. I yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah. You know, public restrooms. Yeah, and that's, that's what I'm saying. That's why I don't want my daughter doing. Where are you going to poop for those five days? Um, at a, at the, at a Best Western or La Quinta Hotel. Okay, those are the worst places, dude. <laughs> no. Oh, well, have you seen well, the I mean, animation dude, of what comes out <laughs> and how long it hang? Remember, we used to call it hang time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that hang yeah. time is deadly. I'm just saying. Well, I want to be on the record saying that just in case it that's goes the bad. Plan we've made. I know. Yeah. I, well, I appreciate you'll be. I told you so at my funeral. <laughs> no, I won't say you that. You guys, I, I hope even, you'll both speak. That's fine. I'll, and I'll even hope nobody hears this podcast. <laughs> nah, well, and it's fu- it's funny because my mom is coming here next week. She's flying. She's flying. Yeah, from, and a lot of people from, are doing this. Yeah. Yeah, and it becomes a point of yes, it is dangerous, but uh, people want to see their people. They now, live, this yeah. isn't it's not they sitting well living. up here. Yeah, because yeah, my mom can't stay at my house. My house has been a uh, under quarantine pretty much, and, and I'm respecting Kelly. I'm gonna we're gonna keep it that way. So right. we've got to make a lot of arrangements well, for make, her. They'll make science deniers out of all of us. Uh, um, at, at some point. Okay, uh, let's quickly go to, uh, and I wish you the best, and I know you'll be thanks, as careful guys. as you can, and uh, yeah. I'm, you'll probably be fine, but 
I, I leave late. I leave late Friday night. I fly directly to New York. She picks me up at the airport at LaGuardia mm. with with a car loaded and on her way so out of town. So perhaps this is that vacation week Joe has been hinting at having from doing the podcast. <laughs> yes, we're due. I mean, literally, we never worked this hard. Not that we're working hard, but as far <laughs> as as far, but we get breaks. I mean, we we the only break we've had in a year was for the the Christmas holiday. We had a you little know we're break. gonna talk for about an hour. The other twenty three hours in this day was a break for me but i get it um yeah see that my yeah. life isn't quite that yeah. way i mean it's, a, it's i'll probably a, keep doing something i might just pull some interviews with individual people and i've also also been wanting to do this thing called the history of twisted tunes where we tell stories about how the songs were made so we'll do something next week spike you don't worry about us you know we'll okay. get we'll, I sh- i'll be back by wednesday of next week if you guys want to do something on wednesday, wednesday if you want to just night, take next week off yeah. that's fine and uh, yeah, and please, uh, you know, post on Facebook. I know you don't post a lot. You're a lurker usually. Like yeah, you, you, I'm a sniper. And you argue yeah. with people, which is a real waste of time. But uh, let us know on your journey how you're doing. I will. I, uh, I promise that. Thank you. All right. A uh, couple of quick listener feedbacks. Did I miss the dressing recipe, says Leandra. I've talked about the salad dressing uh, recipe that I make and on both podcasts, I think, and... I did give the recipe on the Bob and Zipcast with Ed Kelly, but I'll give it to you now. It's really. Well, I think. Yeah. I think what they want is you to give it, like, write it and put it in the Patreon. She's a Patreon, and uh, oh, you know, just you write it and post it. Is okay. what. Uh, well, I'm going to give what, it now because then I will get an email saying you'd started to give it and then you stopped. Right? No, please so, give it. Yeah. But I think that everybody's <laughs> waiting for a uh, for a hard sure. copy. All right, know? I'll post it's, it on Patreon. That's a great idea. Okay. Uh, anyway, it's. It's a simple Mediterranean, uh, basically Greek dressing recipe that has no vinegar in it. Uh, it is, uh, you do a cup of olive oil. And by the way, choose your olive oil carefully. Some olive oils are made more for cooking and some are better for salads. So uh, I went to a spice store today. Did I tell you I'm turning into um, a... Martha Stewart. A little bit, yeah. A little Martha Stewart version of myself, yeah. 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 I went to a spice store for a specific spice that Lisa needed, and I found myself talking to the Russian proprietor about all the different kinds of olive oil and what they're each meant for. And I didn't know there was so much. There was like, there's virgin, extra virgin, there's on the pill, there's all kinds of olive oil. You bet. <laughs> I was trying to find a way to <laughs> promiscuous olive oil. That's all kind. Of, anyway, so slutty um, little olive so oil. So start with a cup of olive oil, then you do a half a cup of fresh squeezed lemon juice. Now you can cheat and get the lemon frozen, that Minute Maid stuff that's frozen in the in the yeah, uh, the little squeeze bottle. Squeeze bottle. You can do that if you want. Juice. So yeah, half a cup of that. Yeah. A cup of olive oil, half a cup of that. Then the only two other ingredients are salt. I, it calls for four teaspoons of salt, which is, I guess, a little more than a tablespoon. I'd go lighter on the salt if, because I think it's just as good. And then mint. And the way the pros do it is with fresh mint leaves crushed up. I've done the mint that's in the little spice rack mints that's all dried out. It's not as good, but it works okay. Anyway, mint, salt, lemon juice, 
and then two parts olive oil. And uh, it's healthy. It's Mediterranean. And yeah, it's got fat, but it's olive oil fat. It's actually the kind of fat you're supposed to have more of. And I'm sure both of you have heard that, right? Absolutely. Uh, Especially of late. Yeah. Heard a lot about it today. Yes. I'm uh, I'm in tune with what the good fats are. Hugh Morris writes to us and says, wait, how long has this been going on? I didn't know y'all were podcasting. (laughs) It's because we haven't really told anybody. It's the internet. Uh, So uh, also, who's this? I would really love for you to have Mike Jones on the show and catch up a little with an old friend. In my case, he might consider himself an enemy, uh, but I would love to have Mike Jones on. You know, he um, at one point we buried the hatchet a little bit, and and we had a lunch, and then um, you know I, I went to look him up on Facebook, and you know how that, how you find out someone has unfriended you. Oh, is, is, are you unblocked or unfriended? Let's put it this way. As far as Facebook will tell me, there's no such person as Mike Jones. Oh, I think that means you're blocked. Yeah. Yes, that's a, that's a pretty high level. You it's guys a high level some, of blockage. You got some work to now, do. There, are you and he there. still friends, Joe? I t- uh, last time I saw Mike, and yes, we'll be friends for life, no question about that, but uh, we went to the Rolling Stones together, and that's the last time I saw him, which was last summer. So it's been, in fact, it's been almost exactly a year probably since I've seen Mike, so yeah. I'm definitely I mean, due to catch up with We him. have enough baggage with just the three of us. If we start having everybody else <laughs> haul their luggage in here, it'll be interesting. I, I think that's what people want. I know. I, we, yeah, they want yeah, guests. Yeah. They want to talk. And speaking of old producers, um, uh, uh, Eric Corman has the say. I swear, this uh, COVID is killing refrigerators. Eric's fridge blew up yesterday. I saw that. So yeah. I, had, I had to point him towards a new fridge. That's and now awesome. you can't get fridges because the, nobody's been making any for a while. Oh, we're out right. of, we're out of all the big bumped. appliances. Yeah. But it's uh, I don't know what's happening with the fridges. But I think having Mike, I think having Eric, I still think Pedro and Luciana want to get us regular guests and be a yes. regular part of the show. I talked to Pedro show. a little bit. We'll talk. We'll catch up about that next week. Uh, last email from Kevin, who calls himself Heavy K, longtime listener. Uh, the Seattle music scene lost a great venue on Monday, July 27th. Tony V's, yep. which I had heard of uh, in Everett, a great uh, little place for live music closed they also had great food it was kind of the cbgb of the northwest if you know what cbgb's was in new york and just a place where all kinds of bands could you know be seen be heard and uh, kept the, a lot of musicians yeah, working cut, and did. cut their chops absolutely yep everything absolutely. was welcome there punk metal everything uh big loss to our local scene give tony a big thanks for all that he's done for everybody and tell him we'll miss him and the venue. And I believe we had him on once or twice, didn't we? I don't think that was uh, going when we were on the air. It's oh. been going for the last few years. So uh, I maybe that we was did. around for a while. And I swear yeah. that like, um, uh, Lynn Sorensen played up there. And, and Lynn, then, Lynn at least to live at Tony's with over yeah, the eight or nine, I mean, we very well. Yeah, 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 yeah. We no, I could think, have. I think it did exist because I, I have this memory of that place, but I didn't go there because, you know, I'm. Well, there was Louis G's and I Tony crawl V's. into my casket at 8 p.m. Yeah. But <laughs> Louis G's in Fife and Tony V's in Everett are really the two rock 
clubs right, that have right. on each far end that have really kept going. And I'm telling you, this is a uh, this is bad news for uh, anybody in the entertainment business right now. And they're the ones that are not getting any help, uh, at least from the government or, or even no. much sympathy. Uh, uh, it is now uh, 10 o'clock. We roll up the sidewalks here in Seattle, just like uh, you were uh, living in a, in a little city in South Island in New Zealand or something. Pubs. Uh, restaurants, everything, no alcohol yes. after 10, no live music, no, you know, and I'm not saying yeah. uh, it's kind of like with the, the universal healthcare. I'm not saying I have an answer, but I am saying, uh, this is an endangered thing. Yeah. Live entertainment in, you know, in general is just, uh, I'm super concerned. Well, about. I think that. it's all going to be great because I think when the coronavirus vaccine is suddenly released and I'm, I'm becoming so optimistic that this is going to happen in the first three or four months of 2021. Uh, and I think until then we're effed uh, completely at schools, baseball, we're not even going to have time to get into all the things that are going wrong because the massive number of cases, also our death rate is going up again. But, uh, but I think that when that happens, we'll, we'll come out of the other end of this and absence makes the heart grow fonder. Everything that you missed is suddenly going to get a huge boost. Now, many of, you know, grandma and grandpas will not have survived. I hope I do. Uh, and many businesses and favorite restaurants and all will not have survived. But new ones will spring up. And by the way, they'll have plans for the next virus. Because you don't know when the next virus is coming. Could be a hundred years, could be a hundred days. Well, the thing I miss more than anything, and I don't know if we'll ever get back to this, is just touching people. Yeah. I'm pretty. I'm a toucher. I mean, I like to hug. I like to shake hands. Uh, you know, uh, it's felt terrible. My daughter came over yesterday, and she's moved out. and And by the way, she's gone to Arkansas and back twice, Spike, in the last uh, last six months driving, um, not with by Alone? herself, but with no, oh, yeah. with, but with her. She mo helped with her, her friend move yeah. to Arkansas and then helped them move back. So, so she comes, and I haven't seen my daughter in three weeks, but I can't give her a hug. Yeah. She's already. She's drove into Arkansas and back. I shouldn't probably even let her in the house, yeah, uh, but okay. it just you feels did. terrible. So you, yeah, science denier again. Well, it's you know it's it's her house. It's it's my daughter. But even Kelly was like, should we be wearing masks? I mean, but it, I it, it hurts yeah. to not be able to hug the people you love. That's the hardest part for me. All right, take as few risks as possible. Till next time, be well, Bob, Spike, and Joe, and uh, you know. Here we are. We'll play some classic Bob, Spike, and Joe. Any requests? Mm, something hmm. I'm good on in case I don't make it back. <laughs> <laughs> You're good on everything. Bob, Spike, and Joe. Everywhere you go. You can't escape the trio. Coming on with Brio. You'll love everything they do. They'll be sure to entertain you.
This is Bob Rivers in the Morning. Medical history was made last week as a totally contained artificial heart was implanted into a human being for the first time. The patient has remained anonymous. This is at the request of his family? Yes. He was put back on a respirator after complications set in, but he's agreed to gather his strength and speak with us for just a few minutes. Now, he's not supposed to talk to anybody, right? No. he. Uh, How did our producer, Mike, get this guy on the phone? Yeah, you know Mike. He's got an uncanny ability to track him down. Okay. I believe we have him standing by right now. Uh, we don't know the man's name, so we'll call you Mr. Anonymous. That's classified. Congratulations on surviving this remarkable surgery, and thank you for talking to us on the radio. That's very nice. That's not a problem. I, I, oh, I, it's nice to break up the board. I'm sitting with the same nurses and doctors every day. But he is going to send the, uh, the spare ribs he promised, right? The what he promised? Spare ribs. Mike Jones promised you spare ribs? Yeah, he said that because it gives me this jello stuff. Oh, hold on a second, would you please? Sure. Okay. Did you fibrillate yourself there? Yeah, I had to. Yeah, that's one of the beauties of this self-contained heart. I could, anytime they were under trouble, they give you an out here. Oh, cool. All right, now, yeah, you sound good. Are you feeling okay? I feel pretty good. Uh, it's just, I got this tube running down my throat. They put me on a respirator. Oh, ow. Yeah, it's a, it's a esophageal whiskey alchemy, I think it's called. Okay. And anything that they have to put a tube down your throat, it's a whiskey out of the subnature body. Sure. It's oh. All right. Now, I, I understand there's been a few complications with your uh, thing. I mean, the, the respirator was one that they had to put you on it. But also, they're, they're a little bit concerned. And, oh. Yeah. Hold on a second. Let just leave. It's right. Right. Yeah, there we go. We're okay. back. Sure. Uh, now, what kind of guidelines have the doctors given you? Uh, they said the uh, basic stuff, uh, take it easy, nothing strenuous, no uh -huh. spicy foods, but again, if you can sell the spareribs, plain brown wrapper, we appreciate it. Sure. Uh, uh, I can have sex, but only with my wife so that I don't get too excited. <laughs> you know, your basic post-surgery stuff. Sure. How were you selected to receive this artificial heart? You are the first human being to get this. Yes, uh, you know, actually, I, I really feel very lucky to have this opportunity to get a little more time with the family. But I, to be quite honest with you, I really think that they were looking for a candidate who had other problems. Because uh, that way, if, if it doesn't work well, they could always, you know, play the liver failure or any other thing. You have other problems? I, oh, I've had so many things in the last few months. This might... My third heart surgery, I have on a dialysis machine. Ooh. Yeah, that's okay when you drop a couple of shots of vodka there and it goes right through the bloodstream. That's actually kind of a nice benefit. Uh, but, you know, if, I think if they're, they're looking for a patient with some other problems, kind of okay. things go bad. Because they, I mean, you, you do know that you're not going to... No, if it was this or that, you know. Well, but... Yeah, hold on a minute, would you please? <laughs> hold on. Sure. <clears throat> does that, does that was a double. That was a bad one. <laughs> does that hurt? Well, it's kind of fun, actually. <laughs> yes, Joe. We really don't know much about your history, sir. You're a real mystery man. How did you get in this situation? Was it your lifestyle that led you to have a bad heart? Um, uh, yes, I, I did live a little excessively. I enjoyed, uh, you know, all the wrong things. Fatty foods, uh, right. the occasional lap dance. Uh, 
country western music, all the things that lead to a short lifespan. Got it. Uh, now, could you tell us about how this heart works? This is plastic, right? It's inside your chest. Yes, it is. And it's, uh, is it electrical? Is it plugged into the wall? It, um, it is electrical, but I have a power source that plugs into a wall mm. connected to an arm band that actually sends electrical pulses through my skin. Mm. I have a uh, transportable portable battery pack kind of a gizmo that gives me up to four hours. Uh, but after that, I really should be back on the wall. Like now. Cinderella, you better get home. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, you know, I, I tried to tell my nurse that it was friction activated, but she went by it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> have you ever noticed any side effects other than the fact that you have to jumpstart yourself? Um, well, there are the you know the usual things: the shortness of breath. Hold on, hold, hold on, man. Have they been up front with you about oh, what they, your oh, expectations they are? You didn't know this, Joe? No. They told them if everything goes well, anywhere from a few weeks to a few years, that's the most you're going to get. Yeah, I know. But what? like I said, it's all time that I would have would have had anyway. What do you plan to do with the extra time? Is there you want to read some great books? You know what? You'd, you'd think I would take that time to travel the world, see the great art. You know, go to the Louvre, the Vatican, Sistine Chapel, that kind of thing. I I want to go to a wrestling match, pro wrestling. Oh on. I never get tired of that. That is so much fun. Yeah. You want to see pro wrestling? I do. I want to get. I'd actually like to become a pro wrestler. You know, I think it'd be a great kind of promotion to get slammed and the like Triple H or something. That'd be yeah, good. That'd be it for you, yeah. probably. Yeah, I may have to spend a couple of days fighting another set of doctors who don't want me to live more two weeks. That might be good, too. Right. Well, I don't know your name, and I guess I won't. That's okay. But I really do appreciate this. You could send those ribs over pretty quick. All right, thank you very much. Thanks. The Anonymous Man with the Mechanical Heart.